Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 95 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raspberries, with my co-host, the Buck, bringing you the new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. Buck, uh, so you were rapid-firing me these things uh, last night. Did you, did you read any of them? Briefly. I think we go to the lie detector and no, no, I'm not sitting here saying that I could write you a fucking report on them. I can't even remember half the headlines, but I went through and I was like, man, not clickbaity, man, not clickbaity, man, not clickbaity. You know, half the stigma of this show for me is the fact that, you know, even though I submit most of these articles, it's as you read them, it's like a fresh start. It really is. I forget the shit half 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 the time. It's like I'm Dory the fish. It's like man. So, no, I didn't like comb through it and like find all the hard to pronounce names like a good producer would. Like no, but you know, I I tried to make sure that they were like, you know, germane to the topic. Well, we're going to start out with AB7, ABC7 Chicago. Police offered teen McDonald's in exchange for confession to crimes someone else committed. <clears throat> Labeled as a would-be murderer, 15-year-old Martel Williams said he spent two nights last week in lockup at the police department. He was wrongfully accused of shooting local dollar store employee in the face on February 4th. Surveillance photos of the suspect were released by the police department in the immediate aftermath of the shooting. Officers said that multiple people came to him and said it was me. Uh, the high school freshman, who was also a, on the basketball team, was confirmed to be at a game in Lincolnshire at the time of the shooting. A time-stamped photograph provided by a family, by family helped to clear him, but the damage was already done. Williams was pulled out of class in front of all of his classmates. The dean came down and got me and walked me to her office. And once I reached her office, there were two police officers. As soon as I got in, they didn't tell me anything. They didn't say anything to me. They just said, you're under arrest. Flanked by his mother and his attorney this morning, William said officers offered him McDonald's in exchange for a confession. He didn't know what he was being accused of. They didn't even tell him he was, it was a shooting that was involved. Uh, they just said, hey, it was, wasn't your fault. Just tell us you were defending yourself. Uh, just go ahead and tell us you were there and we'll let you go home. Uh, and Williams' attorney said the teenager's record has been expunged and has been calling for an immediate public apology that will clear the teenager's name before he goes back to school on Tuesday. This is a continuing and ongoing problem. The Department of Justice has been here, yet this is still going on, and there are still false confessions being brought in. Uh, the city is reviewing the case, but cannot make further comment at this time. Uh, you know, this in a statement from the city. The city has been in contact with the juvenile's family and their attorney. And while the police department would not directly address what happened with Williams, a spokesman for the department said the investigation into who actually shot the dollar store employee has continued. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear you're still looking for the fucker, even though you, you fucking arrested the wrong one. Man, so... First off, let me just highlight the fact that um, they really got to up their ante. 
I mean, like, they're only offering a cheeseburger for a murder confession. <laughs> like, they got to write, they got to, they got to steal a page out of the book from those fellows who were stealing drug money. You know, from those fellows that were like, like robbing the armored cars, like the police department who was taking the money from the armored cars. It's like they, they, they need, they, they need to get in on that pony because a cheeseburger ain't going to get it. And let's, you know, all comedy aside though, like when you accuse somebody of something, like it doesn't matter whether you're fucking guilty or whether you're innocent or whether you were even there. The second you get brought out of your fucking school in handcuffs and everybody's going around and the rumor gets out that you're accused of a murder, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're done. Doesn't matter. Yep. Doesn't matter whether you're guilty or not. Doesn't matter whether the police come out and outright say, oh, it's a public apology, this and that and the other thing. There are always going to be people who look at you as a fucking murderer. And you know what? It's... It's so, so terrible that, you know, the police just go in there, guns a-blazing, and, and just, you know, literally just destroy this kid's life. See, I mean, because that's, in effect, what they've done. Just completely ruined them. The worst kind of evidence you can possibly have in any case, any case, any case, is eyewitness testimony. Because eyewitness testimony is some of the most flawed, nonsensical evidence you could possibly have you know one of the the things they typically used to do i'm not sure if they still do it now but they used to do in in police academies was when they start talking about eyewitnesses at some point during the class somebody would bust into the room uh come running through the room do something like completely just bizarre and then run out of the room and then they would say take out a piece of paper give me a description of the person you saw what they were wearing do not say a word do not talk to anybody fold that paper in half and send it forward. And then they would take and uh, uh, try to cobble together a description. And you would have 26 people in that room and 25 different descriptions of that person. Sometimes the clothes were like completely off. You know, it's just eyewitness testimony is shit. The human brain fills in the gaps when we see things we don't understand. And, oh, well, somebody said it was him. (laughs) What's their defense? Well, all black guys look alike. I mean, is that going to be their defense in this? You have to have well, physical evidence on top of just, you know, people say they saw a grainy fucking surveillance photo and said, hey, that's 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 Buck. Well, I mean, you know, even even taking it down to something simpler, you know, take you and me, for example, and, um, you know, somebody does something and they're wearing, for instance, a green shirt. Oh, no, I'll, t- I'll one up you, Buck. How about a gray shirt? Because yeah. how many times did people mix us up when we worked in the same department? Well, I'm going by color blindness. I don't even know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck green is. I know what gray is. I know what gray is. I can see that. I cannot see green. So, you know, your testimony of a guy wearing a green shirt, and then they come up to me and they're like, so the guy in the green shirt, I'm like, what? There was there was three yeah. of us. There was me, you, and Wilson. There was a Sergeant Wilson. The um, the three of us people interchanged us all the time. Why? Because we were white guys with goatees. You and I are the same. I, I, you, you and I are the same height. Wilson was like what half a foot shorter than us. 
But people still mixed us up all the time. I don't even understand how because my ID photo should have really set me apart. But either way, I digress. I digress. I was the happiest person in prison. But again, you know, we'll go we'll go back to to the meat and potatoes here. Like look at look what these look what these people did to this poor kid, man. Like look just it's irreparable damage. And you know, Again, oh well, you know we're going to issue a formal apology. That, no, that, they haven't that, even done that, that. They haven't even done that. The family is well, asking for that. Well, well, right. Okay, so you know, even if they offer up this formal apology, like, you know what? Everybody hears that you were accused. Nobody gives a shit that you're that you're innocent. Like people will listen to the bad news. Everybody hears the bad news a very small percentage of people comparatively speaking hear the good news afterwards and that's just it i understand you know, the, they own i understand having to, you know you're, you want to get a murderer off the street and some people they're they're saying hey this is the guy this is the dude and they're trying to you know solve the case they're trying to do their job but you can't just snatch somebody up on uh, on a whim and 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 <laughs> And offer him a goddamn cheeseburger for a confession. Um, let alone the fact that you can't question a goddamn minor without his parents. <sighs> yeah, I mean, like, there's all sorts of stuff that they just completely screwed the pooch on here. I'm going to go ahead and just label these guys as a... Uh, I don't even know. I, I'm Nobody died, but... But, but mm. if this is the way they handle their cases, how many people have gone to jail when they didn't have to? Yeah, exactly 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 yeah i'm gonna have to go ahead and score him as a five indeed our next story comes from cairo seven uh this is a story actually out of florida and it may not be a man but i think it still deserves it florida man florida man does whatever the fuck he can makes headlines every time florida's paradigm look out here comes florida man Indeed, here comes Florida woman as a lawyer stripped naked at the Florida bar and refused to put on clothes. A Florida lawyer is facing charges after deputies say she took off her clothes in a bar while drunk. In her arrest affidavit, Pinellas County Sheriff's deputies said Kelly Elkins was at a bar, uh, I'm sorry, at a beach bar and drunk to the point where the manager refused to serve her. Investigators say Elkin went to the bathroom and came back out completely naked. And she refused to leave when the manager asked her to. At that point, you know, that's a draw, you know. <laughs> hey. uh, bar employees asked Elkins to get dressed multiple times, according to the affidavit, uh, and then escorted her out of the bar and told her to put pants on. Uh, defendant refused, stating she was too tired. <laughs> too tired for pants. <laughs> Several people were inside a beach lounge and billiards in Tampa when this happened at about 2.15 a.m. on Friday. Police said Elkins... Uh, was arrested and brought to uh, jail where she was charged with disorderly conduct. Elkins is listed as a member in good standing of the Florida Bar on their website. Her LinkedIn page says she is an attorney, a licensed attorney as well. <laughs> I mean, what's the, what's the fact that she's an attorney had to do with getting drunk, getting naked? That's kind of like a clickbaity thing. Nah, nah, see... It is a it is a little bit of a clickbaity thing, but I think they're you know I think I think we got something we can rattle on about here because 
you know, it sounds to me that, you know, if I, if I were to just like have to give like, you know, my synopsis of this, it sounds to me more like she may have taken some meds and the alcohol may have interacted with them. Like she may have taken like, you know, and like she, she, she may take like an anxiety med during court for something. And then be like, oh, my God, that was a really, really rough day. Yeah, I'll just go sink back a drink or two at the bar. And, you know, all of a sudden a drink or two. She, she probably just got irresponsible think, as shit mixing I think you're, meds with, with booze. I think you're reaching, bud. I think you're reaching. I don't, here's, I don't, here, I don't here's think the thing. I am. Here's the thing. Alcohol makes some people allergic to clothing. It just does. We all know that one person that as soon as they get drunk, something's coming out. <laughs> I mean, it's just it just happens. So she got blitzed like any normal person could possibly conceivably do. And, you know, she decided to walk around naked. What's it have? Hey, any, why does it have any bearing in the fact that she's an attorney? Why are we looking up her LinkedIn profile? Why are we calling the Bar Association? Who gives a shit? <laughs> I, I think it gives me, you know, people like me, the target of this kind of clickbait, something to speculate on. Well, you, sp- you know, because that's what I'm doing. It doesn't matter. I, yeah, but you know what, though? The thing is, though, is that whether it matters or not, there are people like me who are extremely and excessively bored, who've got nothing to do but solve problems that don't even exist. Like, uh, you know, here I am passing out the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, she probably just had a rough day at work and had too many. And you're like, no, bitch got fucking drunk and just can't keep her clothes on. This is this is. This is what makes it entertaining. Yes, so. They get the no well, entertaining. You know, entertaining is the naked lady at the bar. <laughs> I don't know, man. What's her picture look like? I don't know. I can look up LinkedIn, I guess. Because, <laughs> because I mean, like, you know, if she's like, if she's something that's easy to look at, you're like, oh, okay, you know, free show. But if she's like a real swamp donkey, like you're like, ah, no thanks. <laughs> You know, for, just because it's free entertainment doesn't mean I, I, I necessarily want to take part in it, you know? Like, it could be one of those. I but mean, either. She, I mean, it's. I'd look at her naked. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture right now. It's not, it's, it's not horrible. <laughs> I think we're horrible. <laughs> I we're think we're horrible, are. but <laughs> we probably are. I I think we're horrible. So either way, either way, you know, drunk lady at a bar, just having fun, takes off it's, her pants. It's two in the morning. There's no kids there. They're all adults. and you know what? They're all there. For it's sh- two in the morning, and yeah. her excuse holds. Her excuse does hold water. You know whether or not it's rational or not. You definitely appear to be too tired to put on pants. I'm not going to argue with it's that. Two in that the doesn't morning, change the fact that alcohol's involved. Nobody was hurt. She wasn't violent, and all she said she was, she was too tired to put on pants. She gets a one. Yeah, I know. That, 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 yeah, agreed, man. This this is going to amount to nothing more than a great story at Thanksgiving. It's oh. it's a one. Okay, and we're back for part two of episode 95, and we're going to start it out with more nudity, Buck. More nudity indeed, because this one comes from CBS4 Miami. Busted in the buff, naked Florida man found in bathtub after break-in. 
A Florida man was arrested in Monroe County after breaking into a home and later found nude in a bathtub by the homeowner. According to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, 24-year-old Jeffrey Hans of Summerlin Key was arrested Wednesday and charged with burglary and property damage. According to the Sheriff's Office, a deputy responded to the home on the 300 block of Avenue D at approximately 12.17 p.m. regarding a burglary in progress. When the deputies arrived, Hahn was surrounded by the homeowner and neighbors. Hahn was detained and refused to talk to the deputy. The homeowner stated he and his wife were at a neighbor's home when he received a motion alert on his phone's home security app. Cameras at the home captured footage of Hans unsuccessfully trying to open the front door of the residence. Hans then leaves the camera's frame and walks towards a window. The homeowner then went to his home, retrieved a firearm, and found Hans nude in a bathroom. That's when he called 911. A nearby window was left slightly ajar and was found fully opened and damaged. Hans was taken to jail. I just gotta take a bath so bad. I'm gonna break into someone's house to wash my nuts. <laughs> or it could have been breaking in for a different reason than just seeing a really dope ass bathtub and being like, "Dude, I've always I've got to yeah. try out those jets." <laughs> that exactly. I think it. I think it might be more along those lines. Like guy just guy goes through a posh house and is just like, "I'll tell you when we bought I'm never." When we bought this house, like there's a, it has a huge walk-in shower off the master bedroom, and there was a shower curtain that just had like a picture of a bull, and it said "Get naked." It's like you know what, <laughs> and that was a big talking point. <laughs> so you know, th- th- we open the shower up. It's like yeah, this is a nice dope shower. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Maybe he broke in. Was like you know what, dude's got a nice tub. I, you know what? He could have been like one of those rags to riches moments where he's like, I'll never, ever get another opportunity to do this ever again. <laughs> like, this, like he, he probably, it was probably a very calculated risk. His math was just shit. Like, that was it. You know, like a house that, that awesome is probably going to have some security. Like, there was some oversight in the planning phase. You know, we like the the bath is the highlight of this story, obviously, because we don't even know what the fuck he was breaking in there to steal. Like maybe he heard, oh, guy, he's heard there's a no, bathtub. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying, man. The bathtub must be the star of the show here. It really must be. It must have been a nice fucking tub because they're not highlighting like, oh yeah, guys on his way in to steal the jewels from the from the safe behind the painting. They're like, no, guy guy breaks into the house. We don't give a fuck what he was trying to steal, but he came across this sweet freaking tub and just that's where he got busted. Like, I bet you the homeowner didn't even point the gun at him. Oh, I bet you he did. I bet you he did. No, no, no. He just walked No, no, no. Someone breaks into your house and you confront them and they're naked. You're surprised. And if you have a gun. (laughs) Well, thanks for interrupting me. I bet you that the guy didn't even point the gun at him. He probably just walked in there, looked at him, and was just like, it is a nice tub. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, that that, that is a nice tub. Like... I don't even think I'll need this. I just, I called the police, soak a little bit, you know, enjoy it, you know, bask in the glory. Got some lavender oil there in the cabinet. You know, once the police get here, at least you'll, at least you'll have a good story to tell once you get in the classification. 
You know, it's like, all right. So a guy breaks into a house. I, you know, there's not a lot of, there's, there was a lot to unpack, but not, not a lot of substance here. So it's hard to rate this. We just have to go by the, the invasion of the home and, and kind of fly off of that. And, uh, you know, Guy doesn't exactly seem to be like the greatest cat burglar of the century. We're not going to be making Oceans 15 with uh, with this guy in the lineup. So I'm going to have to go ahead and get two and a half. Yeah, I can co-sign that. Two and a half. I can co-sign Yeah. Our last story comes from KTLA 75, LA's very own. Man arrested three times within 16 hours in Glendale. <laughs> We've known people like that. <laughs> A man who is now in custody was arrested three times within 16 hours on Sunday in Glendale. The first incident uh, leading to his arrest occurred around 3 a.m. Friday. I'm sorry, 3 a.m. February 13th, when patrol officers observed a man later identified as 47-year-old James Langdon of Los Angeles. Pacing in a parking lot near the intersection of Colorado and Luis Streets, I guess. The Glendale Police Department said in their news release. The officers then deserved Langdon run out of the lot and across the crosswalk against a solid don't walk sign. They arrested him for jaywalking. Oh, my God. Uh, police attempted to stop Langdon for the infraction, but he ran from them. Officers pursued Langdon on foot, caught up to him, and after a brief struggle, detained him uh, for the observed violation. They arrested him for fucking jaywalking. Uh, Langdon was arrested on suspicion of obstruction. Bullshit. Prior to being booked, Langdon requested medical attention and was transported to the hospital for treatment. Langdon was issued a notice to appear in court on a later date and released at the hospital. Later the same day at 9.30 a.m., officers responded to a business of the 1400 block of East Chevy Chase Drive regarding a man who was trespassing. Upon arrival, officers located Langdon and determined uh, he had entered the business and was attempting to gain entry to a closed-off area with a screwdriver when he was interrupted by an employee. Langdon was subsequently arrested and booked on suspicion of trespassing. <laughs> What's these suspicion charges? Um, but due to L.A. County's emergency $0 bail order, Langdon was released from custody within three hours of being booked with a notice to appear in court at a later date. A few hours later, Langdon, <laughs> after he was released, just before 7 p.m., officers responded to an apartment building on the 600 block of Balboa Avenue regarding a burglary that had just occurred. Officers were notified that, that residents had arrived home to find their door ajar and several items were displaced within the apartment. They also said they could hear a man's voice yelling inside the unit. Officers arrived on scene and they observed Langdon walking the building's hallway. Upon seeing the officers, Langdon ran back into the victim's apartment, which was unoccupied at the time, locking himself inside. A perimeter was established, and officers began negotiations with Langdon, attempting to have him exit the unit. Members of the Burbank County Police Department's K-9 unit arrived on scene to help get him out. After Langdon refused to exit the apartment, officers made entry to the apartment and made contact with Langdon, where they continued negotiations with him. That sounds a little sus. Uh, shortly thereafter, Langdon voluntarily exited the bedroom and was that he had barricaded himself in and placed under arrest without incident. After further investigation, officers discovered Langdon caused an estimated $6,000 in property damage to the victim's apartment and to the apartment complex. Langdon was arrested and booked on suspicion of burglary and 
suspicion of burglary and felony vandalism. At least they got a legit charge in there. Uh, he remained in custody on a $150,000 bail as of Thursday morning. Wow. Just going to start off with this. This is an instance where a cheeseburger would have been an appropriate negotiations tool. This is true. You, you'll be shocked what you can achieve with a ham sandwich. Well, I mean, the guy's barricaded himself in there. He's been busted for jaywalking. He's been busted for screwdriver-related crime. And now he's breaking in somewhere. Guy obviously wants some food. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, no, man. I'm, I'm, tracing it. I'm tracing the whole timeline back. All right, you know we're gonna we're gonna put Mr. Langdon here as primal man, okay? And first offense, you know, of course he didn't stop for the cops. Man's on a mission. He wants a cheeseburger. That's what he wants. He's gonna go get it. Cops stop him. He's like, "Fuck you, no! I'm getting my food." Runs away. Cops go after him. He gets busted for jaywalking. He probably didn't even get a meal when he was inside the prison, and that's why he requested medical attention because a hobo knows that if you want food you go to a hospital i'm just making that up i don't actually oh, have no, anything physically it works but but so you go to a hospital so he's like yeah i'll go to a fucking hospital he gets there after lunchtime, realizes that he's got to be really sick and he's like fucking i'm just gonna break in somewhere with a screwdriver and if there's something alive that i can eat i'm gonna stab it you know that's why he's got the weapon fails out there gets into the jail it's well after dinner time by this point. He's like, fuck. Can't go back to the hospital. He's already goose egg there. He knows that the, if they serve dinner at the prison, hospital's going to be a loss. So then he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to go into this lady's apartment. She's probably got something in the fridge. Cops won't leave him alone. The guy's just trying to get a meal. Of course he's going to lock himself in. You know? You put... And, and you know what, man? You know, if you take a lion from the Serengeti and lock it in your fucking apartment, it's going to do about six grand in property damage, too. So, leave <laughs> the dude alone. They should have gave, they should have gave him the cheeseburger. Like they should, like all the cops here got all their negotiations and bargaining tactics way out of fucking whack. You got the money guys who were just stealing. You got the cheeseburger guys who should have been talking to the money guys, and then you got the negotiation guy who spends you know, 40 fucking hours trying to negotiate with a crazy dude locked in somebody's apartment when they should have just kicked in the fucking door to begin with, you know, or just giving the guy a cheeseburger. What would, you know, but lots to be said for a hat trick. You know, I've, I've known people who've been, who've been released from prison and then immediately arrested and brought back. I've actually seen that, but a hat trick three times in a day. That, that's like finding a four-leaf clover. I mean, like... You know, you, you do bring wow. up an interesting point. And we've highlighted on the show before how you used to be a hostage negotiator. Uh, I was... Said something not quite as extravagant. I taught classes, and I was a nonviolent crisis intervention instructor. So nonviolent crisis intervention is essentially de-escalation techniques. And we... we, we, we we highlighted something there is you have no idea literally have no idea how many times I have averted use of force scenarios with a fucking sandwich. <laughs> it, it does. It really it does. does. It really does. You get somebody cornered and you just go in there and you talk to them like a normal human being and say, Hey, you know, this, 
yeah, this this is it's a possibility this could happen, but are you hungry? You know, can we just sit down and have a sandwich together? You know? Yeah. <laughs> what would you like? Would you, you know, like, I got ham, turkey, or PB&J, dude. That's all I got, but you're welcome to it. Or you want all three. I don't care. <laughs> hey, you know what? If you take a caged animal and you want it to, if you, and you want a caged animal to submit, what do you, what's the first thing you come at it with? Food. It's like, oh, hey, you know, hey, before we bring out the shocky sticks and, and all of the stuff that nobody likes, like, yeah, you want to munch on something real quick? See if that, you know, a lot of time. And, but with people, a lot of times, a lot of times, people are just fucking hangry. Dude, I worked, like, in, I worked in a and, hospital, and, they, and you'd have these individuals brought in by the police department for psychiatric holds and stuff of that nature. And, you know, it's just the cops can't handle them. They're, they're like, fighting tooth and nail. They're there 20 minutes, and I'm, like, best friends with them because of a fucking cheese, like a cheese sandwich. You know? Well, think about it, though, man. Like, how many times have we had a force... Or, or, you know, even coworkers flying off the fucking handle. And we're like, hey, man, your sugar's low. Like, yeah. eat a Snickers bar and come and come back to the table here. Well, in fairness, we, you we, in, in fairness, we did tell somebody to do that one time, and he went and smashed the vending machine. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and you know what? Of all the fucked up shit that he did while he worked there, the vending machine is what got him fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he literally went down because of Swedish fish. Like, that is that that was that man's downfall. It really was. <laughs> it really, really was. He got fired over Swedish fish. But no, so hat trick guy. What? Let's get. Let's come back to this guy. All right. Okay. Uh, let's, so let's, let's, what, what, let's what, what are you thinking? I, see, earlier you were talking about, you know, it was this, 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 this. Let up. Maybe there was drugs involved. Like, this to me, Autumn actually screams mental health issue. This does. Oh not, yeah. Th- this is come on. <laughs> this, oh, absolutely. There's no part of this that doesn't scream mental health issue. Uh, the guy needs a psychiatric evaluation. I can't score him. I won't. Yeah, I can't score him. I won't. Like that, this is this is this is obviously a cry for help. But you know, either way, man. That being said, folks, that brings us to an end of another episode of the Social Liability Podcast. We'd like to thank you for listening and telling a friend, because we know you're going to tell a friend, because that's just the kind of cool dude you are. And you're going to listen to us on any of the social media platforms, or or rather uh, podcasting platforms out there today, whether it be Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, or CastBox. Any other ones you can find, too. Just let us know about them. We'd like to hear them. And... uh, that being said, folks, we will check you out next week on the social... Actually, no, this coming Wednesday. We're doing two episodes now, Buck. Two episodes a week of the Social Liability Podcast.